With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We'll settle on a poll question coming up. Nobody goes toe-to-toe with Bill Belichick like our good buddy Tom Curran does. Patriots insider, NBC Sports Boston. Here's a little sample of uh, Tom Curran and uh, Coach Belichick. Do you have to announce who your starting quarterback is to the world? And is there an advantage in your preparation if your opponent doesn't know? Yeah, again, I would just say, Tom, that what we're going to do is what we feel is best for our football team, and that's what it'll be. Yeah, and would it be best for the team to keep that under wraps? Or would it be best for the team to know what the situation is at certain positions? Yep. <laughs> okay. Tom, can you break down that exchange with Bill Belichick? What did we learn from that exchange? I thought we learned a little bit. I thought, look, we understand that he is the king of subterfuge, and I figured he'd pull it out and pull it out and pull it out, and then, you know, he'd have both guys standing on the sidelines Sunday before the Dolphins game. One would take a step, and then the other would run out. But now he has unveiled that it's important for the rest of the team to know, which, in thinking about it, I guess it is. They've been working at it for a month. But for the last six weeks, he's been saying, basically, how can you ask this question? Cam's my starter, and then he's asked – and then he didn't answer that. Is is there what's what's changed? Do you think, if anything, with Belichick? A couple of things have really been kind of underreported or highlighted. The first time he said Cam's our starter, within ninety seconds, it was added that to blow Cam out of that spot, somebody has to play better. At the beginning of camp, again, he said. You know, I answered that question before. Cam's our starter. And when pressed, he said, but everybody has to establish a level. So he's walked it back in terms of saying, look, they're all competing. And in this competition, it's 
Mac Jones has not won by a little bit. It's not been a draw. It's been kind of a landslide in performance and workload. Are you more pro-Mac Jones or more anti-Cam Newton? More pro-Mac Jones. Look, Cam has been probably 30 or 40% better than he looked last year. The velocity on his throws, his command of the offense and decisiveness are miles ahead of where they were. He's never going to be what you look at and say, that's, that's how you want to throw the football. I mean, he steps left, throws right, looks weird. The ball's down here and he's not accurate, but he's been way, way better. And he brings to your team something in short yardage as a running back, 12 touchdowns last year, 600 yards rushing. But Mac Jones makes the offense look so much like it looked when Tom Brady was running it or even Jimmy Garoppolo was running it. So to me, that's what they want to be and who they want to be. Who gives you a better chance to win this year between those two? Mac Jones. It's passing league. Okay, He's a very good passer. And you need somebody to maximize the skills of guys like Aguilar, Hunter Henry, John Smith, all these people the Patriots spent so much money, $160 million in guaranteed money to, to bring in. You need somebody to maximize that, and Cam just really isn't in a position to do that at, at his age. When you go back to draft night, and there's a lot of revisionist history here, where, you know, oh, yeah, you know, Patriots knew that he was going to be another Tom Brady. or I think we weren't sure if he was going to the San Francisco 49ers, and mm-hmm. then when we realized they were taking Trey Lance, then it was like, boy, he's going to start falling. Why didn't some of these other teams pick him up like, what did Belichick see in him or Josh McDaniels that Carolina didn't or Chicago didn't or somebody trading up to get a quarterback? I think ceiling, the ceiling that you perceive for a player like Mac Jones who doesn't have that electric athleticism that a Justin Fields has or obviously a Trey Lance has. So the floor is extremely high, and Belichick saw something that could say, okay, we can win with this guy. And we, we know that this coaching staff is extremely confident in its ability to coach players up, get the most out of them, and also win in game situations by being smarter. So they're not really infatuated with the notion of that quarterback who is an outlier and can do things nobody else can do. They just want somebody to run the system and Jones can do that. That doesn't appeal. I think perhaps to Chicago. Look, I like Justin Fields better than Mac Jones as a draft pick, probably because I thought he could do more things. And I didn't think that Jones was going to be this good. I thought he was a byproduct of the system and throwing to first round level players against college kids. I said, it's, it's not, it's not even, but he's been way better than I thought. But also being the right quarterback for the right system. Justin Fields, you know, wouldn't have been the right quarterback probably for this system. In the same way Cam isn't. Yeah. And that's why it's square peg, round hole. How long are we going to carry this out? Which is what's fascinating right now because, you know, they, they have to make a decision on it. And where Cam goes mentally, if he's told, look, you're not the starter, is a fascinating part of this too. Because I think the Patriots value him and want him around. Also, local sentiment, I imagine Patriot fans, this is your homegrown player. Cam is a rental. Plus, hey, we can get back to where we were because now we've got a young Tom Brady clone. Would that who's be only, yeah. fa- fair assessment? Completely. And who's only going to get better? So if your argument is, all right, well, Mac Jones is too raw, 
And my buddy Phil Perry, who's on the beat with me at NBC Sports Boston, continually points out that when you have a rookie quarterback who can play, it's the most economically advantageous position you can be in. Because in four years, you're going to be giving them the kind of contract, if he's good, that Mahomes or Josh Allen or Dak Prescott ends up garnering. But right now, you want to maximize the amount of time that player is on the field because it's actually a win for you against the salary cap. So get him started. So that, to me, is an interesting aspect of this, too. When does Belichick make the uh, long-anticipated announcement? I hope it's Saturday because I have a bet with Michael Felger up here that uh, he won't announce it before the end of business on Friday. Felger thinks it'll be um, by Friday, end of business, and I have to buy him a bottle of tequila. He has to buy me a 60-degree lob wedge if it comes up my way. But do you think this is a news dump that Belichick's going to go, let's do this at around uh, 5.05 on Friday? 100%. Yeah, I I would imagine he doesn't want to have us running around the Zoom conferences calls because we're not in the locker room. Um, say, what do you think? How, what, what, do you feel bad for Cam? What, what about that? Cam did a lot, you know, obviously just fishing. And I could see him, you know, and once you get to September 5th, next Monday, it's prep week for the Miami Dolphins. So, yeah, we already made that decision. What's the, what's the one question you just, you can, or topic you just can't ask Belichick about? Malcolm Butler. <laughs> but Butler might be retiring. Can you bring that up to Bill if Malcolm Butler retires by saying, Coach, now that Malcolm's uh, retired, uh, can you expound upon what happened in the Super Bowl? It's certainly fair. You know what else? We Honestly, Dan, we haven't asked. It dawned on me yesterday, and we have to ask, what's your reaction to Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl? Wait, He hasn't been asked that. Why? We just, I, I guess the train left the station and we forgot. We left that piece of luggage on the, on the platform. Wait, that, that's, are we you, haven't asked are him. you afraid? No, now that I thought of it, no, but this has to be the right time. I can't spit it out when he's talking about cuts. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be Belichick. Let's practice this. And you, uh, you're going to ask me. Okay. All right. Uh, Bill, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, back in February, one of your former players, uh, Tom Brady, was able to secure a Super Bowl win. Now, that's a player that you kind of pushed toward the door for about three years and um, seemingly felt as if he wasn't able to perform. He wanted to stay here, Bill. He he would have preferred to stay here. But now that he's gone and threw 40 touchdowns and 4,633 yards and and won another Super Bowl, do you you feel like that you're in a situation? Now, will you want him back? No. That's not the way to do it? No. No. That's just his answer is no. No, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there is no more adept. There's no more adept interviewer in American journalism than you. What would, how would you ask it? How would you broach the topic? Uh, Did, how much of the Super Bowl did you watch coach? I had a lot going on. I was Barbados. What was your reaction when you found out Tom and Gronk won a Super Bowl? That's the first time I'm hearing of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I he can shut you down no matter what your question is. But like you were building it up and you got cute. Don't know if you noticed one of your former. No, I know. Players. I wouldn't do it. That yeah. Way. You know, I wouldn't. Do yeah. It that so you just go, 
You have to just see if he wants to talk about it. What was your reaction to Tom and Gronk? Put Gronk in there, too, uh, just because then it doesn't become you and you against Brady. So you put Gronk in there, and then maybe he gives you a little bit. I mean, it just depends on if he wants to give you something or not. You know how it is, where you go. Yeah, That's honestly, a- the best mode of attack would be, Bill, as we continue to watch the quarterback situation unfold here, do you ever look in retrospect and say maybe it would have been a good idea to, to keep Tom Brady given his accomplishments in Tampa Bay? No. See, he's, Why not? you're giving him the opportunity to say no. How stupid was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from, from one to ten. No, because you can't even say one to ten. Uh, uh, Coach, how stupid was it uh, on a scale of one to ten that uh, you guys didn't think Tom had anything left in the tank? Uh, uh, we done? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Because I ordered my coffee. Do you do, do Dunkies or Starbucks? You're Starbucks. a Starbucks guy. But you live in Massachusetts. You guys, you know, Dunkin' Donuts. But do you do the app and so you get yeah. there and it's ready? Yeah. Yeah, drive through. I can't through. believe these saps are sitting in the drive through. Out onto the street in my neighborhood. Well, some, Out onto the street, they're sitting in the drive through. Well, sometimes if I see there's a long line, then I just walk in and say hello to people. I'm a man of the people. Wait a minute. Do you, but you don't use the app to order your yeah. coffee? Yeah. In oh, a, okay. Yeah. So well, it's all it's ready for me whether I go through the drive through or I walk in to the store. Well, we have the drive through here is so there's, there's never less than seven cars in it. And I'm a I'm a two car drive through guy. Okay. I see two, I'm going in. Yeah. I'm there with you. But so. you know, sometimes I want to make somebody's day and then go into Starbucks and say hello to people. Oh, here comes that guy who thinks he's the mayor here coming in again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize that I had to go through four months where I had purified water and steamed vegetables when I had my health issues? So I couldn't go to Starbucks, but I would drive through the Starbucks drive through and I didn't order. I just drove through and I said hello to the people and then I would drive up to the window and I would just wave. I didn't pick up anything. That's pretty sad. It is. And you know that the baristas would just go weirdest guy ever. Yeah. That is the weird. We have the weirdest guy ever in our town. Yeah. I actually would disguise my voice. <laughs> and then my daughter said, dad, there's a camera. They can see you. But I would go up there and say, uh, yes, uh, I would like to have uh, like Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, I'd like to have a, you know, and then they go, okay, Dan. And then I go, oh, okay. And then the next time I'd try to disguise my voice again. I'm back on the Starbucks train, though. Just letting you know. I can tell. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, and they must be so. They must be yes, so relieved. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, good luck today, and we wait for the Tom Brady question for Bill Belichick. I'll I'll let you know when I'm going to unveil it. I'll let Fritzy know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, bud. See you guys. That's Tom Curran, Patriots Insider, NBC Sports, Boston. Yeah, that was a sad time. No Starbucks, no alcohol, no nothing. And then I would go through the drive-thru. Just like that was my day. You drive through, you say hello to everybody. I didn't pick up any coffee. Yeah, Paul. So going through the drive-thru was, at Starbucks was like a placebo. It gave you the feeling of the process of getting the coffee without actually ingesting it. Yeah, I almost had it. <laughs> like I was that close. And uh, yeah, I, I would disguise my voice. It's kind of sad. All righty. Um, 
The Patriots have wait. What, what, what did you send me here, McLevin? There's a release. Uh, they they cut high school. If you read the name of the guy who got cut, uh, it's a high school version of Andrew Perloff. D Virgin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've never heard of this guy, but Twitter, Twitter's going crazy. I've literally never heard of this football player, but they cut D Virgin. That's not fair. <laughs> he didn't even score. I mean, come on. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Todd. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, moment of silence for D Virgin. Uh, back with uh, our play of the day after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In case you're just joining us, Cam Newton has been cut by the New England Patriots. I thought he was going to start for this team, but Mac Jones, come on in. You got the keys to the car. McLovin put out, where do you think Cam Newton will end up? I think the Washington football team. If uh, you put him in there, that'd certainly be an interesting team. Uh, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick there, but I, I love that Washington team. And put Cam in there. Well, we also had some people saying uh, maybe Cam could end up at uh, Bishop Sycamore because uh, he might be right around the age that uh, they'd bring in those. Too soon. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it too soon? Too soon. Bailey Johnson covers high school sports for the Columbus Dispatch, and uh, she joins us now. Uh, first of all, Bailey, thanks for joining us. Uh, being familiar with the Columbus area myself, I had not heard of uh, an actual campus, a high school called Bishop Sycamore. So uh, is there an actual campus, a high school called Bishop Sycamore in the Columbus area? There is not. As far as we're aware, they do not have a campus or a practice facility or really anything tangible at all. They practice in a variety of indoor facilities that they rent out for a day at a time, and that's pretty much it. How did this happen? That this is a school that played, I think, six games last year, didn't win any of these games, and then next thing you know, they're playing a great football team on ESPN national TV. Yeah, it's still a little bit unclear how the game came to be scheduled. ESPN has told us that it was scheduled by Paragon Marketing Group, Um, And it's a little bit unclear how Paragon got connected with the guys over at Bishop Sycamore. My understanding is there's another scheduling company in the mix that sort of connected Bishop Sycamore with IMG. I know they played last year at the end of uh, Sycamore season last year, they played IMG. So there was clearly some sort of connection there to begin with, but frankly, it's all still a little bit of a mystery how they actually ended up playing this football game when they clearly had no business doing it. Are these high school players? No, most of them are not. Are they so they're over 18? I have been told that the majority of them are at least 19 or 20, if not older than that. But is that a crime? Like if, if I think we've seen this before where you have uh, there was a high school player who was like 28 years of age, came in and was dominating high school basketball. But you're playing against minors. I, I don't know what charges these coaches are facing to begin with, but I don't know if that's criminal as well. My understanding is that it isn't, but you'd certainly think that it would be to have them playing minors. I know there are other club teams in certainly the Columbus area, and I imagine around the country, because that's really what they are. They're not a school. They're a club team at this point of a bunch of guys just trying to play football. Um, There are definitely questions about how that works with the fact that most of them are not under the age of 18. And frankly, the more concerning part is that some of them are and should be getting a high school education right now that they're not getting. Uh, The coach, what can you tell me about the head coach? Roy Johnson is the head coach, or it's possibly Andre Peterson. They kind of switch back and forth on which one of them is truly in charge. Um, We know that Roy Johnson has done this before. He ran an academy called COF Academy here in Columbus a couple years ago that ended up getting shut down, um, and it just kind of popped back up again. Same people, new name as Bishop Sycamore. 
this feels like a scam. Is it? It is. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But what are they? What are they getting out of this? What are they? What are these coaches trying to pull off here? Well, they're trying to, and they do have an admirable mission if they were accomplishing it correctly. They're trying to take kids who are from maybe disadvantaged backgrounds or need help getting to college and playing college football, and they're trying to help them. But the overall impression is they just don't really know what they're doing and are probably doing more harm than good. Have you reached out to parents of these uh, kids who are playing for Bishop Sycamore? I've spoken to a parent whose son left the program over the summer after originally joining them at the beginning of the spring. And what did they say? He said it all sounded good in the beginning. His son graduated from a school here in Columbus and was looking to take a prep year to get better offers after COVID sort of didn't allow him to go to the camps he thought he would get to go to. So they signed on with Sycamore. He was going to be the starting quarterback. They were going to build a team around him and then just nothing ever materialized. Uniforms, they went on the camp circuit and left hotels unpaid all around the country and just all turned out to be quite shady and they left um, at the end of the summer. Do they have... uh game scheduled that they're still going to play they do as far as i know every game that has been on their schedule which includes they're supposed to play this coming friday and i believe it's tennessee they're supposed to play a couple teams in ohio they're supposed to play a team in texas and as far as i know all of those games are still on as scheduled but I'll, explain this to me though bailey that they had a game was it 48 hours prior to the game on espn yes they played friday night in pennsylvania how, do, how does this happen? No, like nobody's, nobody's monitoring this? Like it's one thing for it to happen, but it's another thing that you end up on ESPN against absolutely. a great team. Yeah. A power the coaches home. are Our coaches are really wonderful salesmen. I can tell you that. I listened to them for three hours on a Twitter conversation yesterday, and they could sell a used car to a used car salesman, but... I mean, it's unbelievable, honestly, what they've gotten away with here so far. They told us that only 12 to 15 of the players played in both games, and they only played maybe a few snaps in the first quarter and then played in the second half, that type of thing. But from what we've seen on the tape from both games, that's not the case. This is crazy. And and then you're hearing these horror stories that, you know, maybe they were stealing food because they didn't have food. There's a GoFundMe page, uh, not paying hotel bills. You know, feels like somebody's going to jail here, Bailey. It does. It very much does. I don't know of anything at this point, but I can only imagine that investigations are coming because especially with the kids they have that are under the age of 18, they have an obligation to be providing them an education that they're not getting. What's the local uh, reaction in Columbus? A lot of people, it's kind of split between, yeah, we knew these guys were shady. This isn't surprising. And people who have never heard of them. A lot of people really didn't know this was happening. And the people who did are like, yeah, we know Roy Johnson. He's done this before. This doesn't shock us that the scam blew up on national TV. Is there an address? Do do they list an address for the school? The address that's registered with the state for last school year, which, by the way, as far as we're aware, they're not registered with the state for this coming school year. Um, The address that's listed is for an indoor training facility um, about 15 minutes outside of downtown. And the people at that training facility have told us they come in maybe once a month to use the weight room for a little bit. Good luck with this, Bailey. Sounds like a a plum assignment here of trying to untangle this uh, evil web here you have with. And I don't think there is an actual bishop named Sycamore, is there? I I went to Catholic grade school. I I didn't pay attention, but I don't know if there's a is it the patron of lost causes? Like, is there a bishop Sycamore here, Bailey? 
as far as I know, there is not. I did see a tweet from Andre Peterson, one of the leaders, where he said the bishop basically means that he's the overseer and he's the overseer of the program. So I think it comes from him somehow. Mm, that doesn't sound good. Bailey, thanks yeah. for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's Bailey Johnson, covers high school sports for the Columbus Dispatch. <laughs> It feels like the more questions you ask, the less you know about what is going on and how they pulled this off. And ESPN has distanced himself greatly from this. There's no story on their own website. Doesn't this feel like a 30 for 30? Is that what ESPN does? They wait until there's a little time separating this, and it's like 30 for 30. Bishop Sycamore. Yes, Todd. Which is the age of some of the kids that play in the game. So that works uh, oh, perfectly. okay. All right. Yes, Paulie. Yeah, if I'm Bailey Johnson, maybe I pull a 21 Jump Street and infiltrate Ooh. the school. Ooh. She can go to school there online or, or go to the building where they kind of had classes. And she'd be like the student manager. She'd get, what's the guy's, uh, jo- Jonah Hill could join her? Yeah. Who was the other one? Uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. 23 Jump Street at Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, I like that. And, and who did they play at an academy? Did they play IMG out of Orlando, I think? Which is real. Yes. Yeah, that is a real academy and might be the number one team in the country, I think. But at, like after a while, the announcers are going, it was 30 to nothing in the second quarter. It could have been 100 to nothing. And you're going, this, this team is supposed to have Division One at least 10 Division One recruits. And I thought, well, they're not out there. Yeah, Paul. All their recruits are going to like University of Phoenix, Southern <laughs> New Hampshire University online schools. Wow. Yes, Todd. When you see them taking pictures with their wives and kids outside <laughs> the parking lot, how does no one know? Do they have, you know, bring your bring your kids to school day there for Bishop Sycamore? Little father-son halftime Nerf football catch on the field. Oh, man. What a wild story. And, and, you know, somebody had to book this game, schedule this game. And they have other games. Now, are they must-see TV now? They got a game in Tennessee, a game in Texas, a game in Ohio. <laughs> I think they're on the run. <laughs> I think, oh, my God. And I feel bad for these kids because they're being promised something. And you have these coaches uh, manipulating these kids. But I think there's a GoFundMe page that they were hoping to raise $20,000. Uh, I think they have $200 so far. Yeah, McLovin. I still don't. I do really even believe all this. It's, you couldn't write this. I know. I know. And when I first saw the story and then all of a sudden it, it felt like people had information. They just didn't have an outlet to tell anybody about it. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm hearing... Oh, well, I know this, or I talked to this person. Yes, Eden. What's crazy about it, like to me, the craziest part is that these dudes think they're legit enough that it's like, yeah, let's go on ESPN and do this. Let's go on ESPN and like make the whole world known sort of who we are because they, in their mind, it's legit. Can you still play this team if you're the team in Tennessee or the team in Texas? Does somebody step in? Do actual grown-ups step in and say, you know, this isn't a sanctioned football game? You're playing against kids who are 19, 20 years of age? 
Yeah, Tony. You, you, I don't see how you could possibly play these older kids. Now, however bad they are, and if they've been outscored 340 to 20, you can't put your kids at risk like that. And all of a sudden, one of your 14, 15-year-old kids gets knocked over by like a 19, 20-year-old. How do you explain that to the parents letting this game happen? Yeah, Paul. That, that's actually something I've been looking into. Uh, is it a, an illegal act to put a bunch of 19 and 20-year-olds against 17-year-olds in a high school football game? It doesn't matter that they got blown out. That could be an illegal act, like endangering kids. You're putting adults on a, in a physical contest with underage minors. But also, wasn't there a basketball player who came from another country? And he was a high school player, I believe, in Texas. And he was around 28 years of age. <laughs> and he was, he was dominating. And then somebody realized that uh, he was a grown man. Yeah, McLovin. Has that fantasy ever spoken to you yes. before? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounded yeah. like yeah. A more of a game plan yeah. than a story. Yeah. I, I thought, you know what? If I came back in high school at around 25, I'd be lighting up Springboro for 30 a night. Yes, Todd. And Bishop Sycamore, they were just featured on Impractical Jokers like three weeks ago. <laughs> I know it's not that. That either. is not true. That, that is not true. Oh, man. Grown-ups screw up everything. Yes, McLovin. The man faked his was 26 and played at a Dallas high school. <laughs> he was from overseas. Yeah, but he, he dominated. He was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Almost got a scholarship. Yeah. Well, he was good enough to get a scholarship. They just found out before he could get a scholarship. All right, let's take a break. We'll get some phone calls coming up. Once again, Cam Newton has been cut by the New England Patriots. Yeah, Paul. But but Mac Jones has not necessarily been named the starter. People assume that one means the other. Uh, has he been named the starter? Oh well, I don't know if Bill has actually said that publicly. It'd be classic Bill to go with Brian Hoyer in September and then hand it to. Well, Mac the Jones. NFL Network says Mac Jones will start Week One against the Dolphins. They assume it, or it's been announced. Uh okay. But there's no – let's go to Jimmy Jimerson and see what uh, Jimmy has to say, our NFL insider. Uh, Jimmy, what are you hearing about Mac Jones uh, starting for the Patriots week one? Uh, Dan, this has been obvious to anybody who's been following the preseason. Uh, it's been Mac Jones all along. I mean, nobody can really be surprised about this. Cam Newton just uh, – you know, he just wasn't a right fit for, uh, for Bill. Well, thank you, Jimmy. You're welcome. Back to you. <laughs> Jimmy Jimerson. <laughs> Back to you in the studio. Oh, gosh. See, Andrew had this all like he there was like a precursor to it all when he was just like, there's a cut that's going to get me real upset. And he thought it was going to be Will Greer. It's Cam Newton. Dang, dude. I know. You love yourself some Cam Newton. I do. Yeah, McLovin. Still, Danucci getting cut. Was, ben Danucci. Okay, bigger cut today. Danucci, oh. Will Greer, Cam Newton. <laughs> New poll question. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Final hour, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. What a wild day so far. Cam Newton got cut, or did he get released? Did he ask to be released before he was going to get cut? Not sure if we'll ever find out. Tom Kern, the Patriots insider who was with us earlier in the show, prior to the announcement that Cam was cut, and uh, Tom Kern will join us coming up here momentarily. Boy, they're all in on Mac Jones now. And the question is, does Cam Newton get another job? I didn't think Cam would be fine with being a backup quarterback. And and I think that that's what a lot of teams looked at. If they were going to bring in Cam Newton, it'd be nice to have him as a backup quarterback. 
but Cam still feels like he can play. And even now, does Washington pick him up? Would you rather have Cam Newton or Ryan Fitzpatrick in there? Uh, could he go to the Colts and be a backup quarterback? I don't. I just don't see him being a backup quarterback. Could he go to Baltimore? I mean, he may not have a choice, but in his mind, will will he accept that? How much does he want to be on a roster? I'd be curious about that with Cam Newton. But I thought Cam was going to start for the Patriots. I I couldn't imagine that Bill Belichick was going to start the season with uh, a rookie quarterback. But if you, I mean, once again, we'll never find this out, but if you said, Belichick, do you want to beat Tom Brady with Cam Newton or Mac Jones? Oh, he's all in on Mac Jones. Be like, I'm going to bring out, you know, mini me, Tom Brady, to face Tom Brady in New England in week four. And he would love that. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dpdanpatrick.com, Twitter handle at uh, dpshow. We will check in with the New Orleans Saints, who are in Dallas now because of uh, Hurricane Ida. And I don't know if that season opener against the Packers is uh, in jeopardy in New Orleans and what might be plan B. Let's bring in Tom Curran, the um, NBC Sports Boston Patriots outsider, apparently. You were an insider a couple of hours ago, but Cam gets released. What happened here? Well, I... I told you that Mac Jones was going to be the starter. What do you mean, outsider? Yeah, but did you know that Cam would be released? I didn't know how things would come to pass, but I mean, I'm telling you out here that, that, that Mac, I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm Dan, I'm on it. I said Mac Jones was going to be the starter. Now, whatever Cam's reaction was to that, I can assume that probably wasn't that positive because he is now no longer a New England Patriot. But I just think it's a, an interesting development to me and – I don't know which is more interesting, the fact that they let him go or he asked to be let go or the fact that they've gone with a rookie quarterback, probably the latter. Yeah, I I never thought Bill would go with a rookie quarterback, just didn't. But I mean, he he obviously loves what he sees, but I'm guessing Cam, being familiar with his ego, he's probably going, you're not cutting me. Uh, You know, I'm going to ask for my release. Sure. I know it's semantics here, but can he, I don't even know if somebody's going to be interested in Cam because he didn't have any offers until the Patriots scooped him up. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. He's, he's an unvaccinated player who is not an accurate thrower, who plays a unique style of quarterback that needs a certain set of factors in place to make him his most successful. So I think it could be a little bit of time before he hooks on with somebody, you know, as I said, you know, in a column yesterday and today, don't be so sure that Cam's going to be the starter because when you look at Mac Jones's workload compared to Cam's, they were not preparing Cam Newton to start the season. He had two drives against the Giants. He had two drives against the Eagles. He missed five days last week. Um, there's been very few days, if any, when he's outplayed Mac Jones. So the only reason that people were clinging to the idea that Cam would start was the fact that he was starting preseason games, but that's largely symbolic to me. Well, I also think, and you bring up some great points here, that I don't know if those five days that he missed and Mac Jones was taking, you know, all the the reps with the the number ones there, what he was doing in games. Like, he never felt like he was overwhelmed with any of this. Um, 
But do you think not being vaccinated played any role in, in Cam Newton being released by the Patriots? I know the Patriots want their players to be vaccinated, period. And I think that last week's occurrence, even on a minor technicality, not a close contact, not a positive test, none of that, missing a test, amplified for them the tenuousness of his availability. So certainly that has to weigh into it, whether that's number five, number three, number nine. Absolutely. Every single player is going to be evaluated on vaccination status. He's Tom Curran, Patriots insider, who told us a couple of days ago that Mac Jones should be the starter. And, you know, you got your wish. I didn't care, Dan. I'm just trying to chronicle the team, you know. Okay. All right. I mean, what's your what's your first question for Belichick when you see him? Hey, Bill, are you as excited as I am? <laughs> this is what I wanted. No, I'll just do no. Two appearances, one show. Thank I think you. the vaccination status is not a horrible question because it, it absolutely is a factor. Absolutely. I know. I, 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 good luck it asking the question. It should be. Is, so, is Mac Jones vaccinated? We can only go on without confirmation from him, which he didn't provide. We can only go on the signs, which are he walks around unmasked. So I'm guessing that he is vaccinated. All right. Uh, thank you again, Tom. Bye, Dan. Yeah. We'll, we'll call you next hour. Oh, that's right. We're not on next hour. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's two, two appearances. Tom Curran, NFL insider for the Patriots. Patriots insider. Yes, Paul. That's a heck of a month for Tommy Curran because I, I think it was three or four days ago he posted his article going all in on Mac Jones, and a lot of people up in Boston and elsewhere said, you're on an island there, big guy. Well, he was looking at this, that what he was seeing, like let's take names out of this. Let's take everything else out of this, just who's available and how is he performing. And Mac Jones was available. Cam was not, missed five days with COVID protocol, and he wasn't playing a lot in the preseason. And even when he did, there was nothing real special there. Mac Jones, 36 of 52 for almost 400 yards in the preseason. He made a throw against the Giants where I went, that's a big boy throw. That was his only touchdown he threw during the preseason. And, and that's the first time I went, wow. Like, that was, that was great. That, that's where Tom Brady would have said, hey, you can't do any better than that. But he, but he made a read through an unbelievable pass in a small window, and, and that's the first time, because you can't really take too much from preseason. Like, you can watch it, and you're going, okay, who are you going against? Second string. Um, are they letting you throw? Uh, you know, is it all dump-off passes? That was a throw that was legitimately a, an all-pro throw. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, but he uh, he makes these long. He's been defying expectations in Alabama. He had more long throws at Alabama and in preseason. Like he does seem to be able to throw downfield, even though you wouldn't think he could. Well, his release is what I I notice because if he's not going to be able to use athleticism keeping a play alive, how quick are you in getting the ball out? And and he is extremely quick at the line of scrimmage, and that serves you well if you've got tight ends that you brought in, uh, short passes. Maybe, you know, he can throw the deep ball because he did that in Alabama with those receivers. Yeah, Paul. You said something a few times last year, right after the college football season about Mac Jones, and you said, how do we tell how good he is? Because he's 
He's beating LSU 55-17, Mississippi State 41-0. There weren't a lot of tight games with tight plays that he needed to make. So it more looked like he was playing pitch and catch with his great receivers all year, and it's hard to judge that. You said that a bunch of times last year. You want to see a quarterback when a game is on the line, when you got to make a play. Because it goes back to UNLV. When UNLV was going for back-to-back national titles back in the 90s, and I remember wondering, having a conversation with Bob Lee on SportsCenter, what happens when UNLV gets into a close game? If they get into a close game, what happens? Well, they were blowing everybody out that year. And then they got into a close game where they had to make a play, diagram a play, make a play, and uh, to beat Duke, and they didn't do it. A team that they'd blown out by 30 the previous year in the national championship. This time around... When all of a sudden, hey, we're not up by 20. We need to make a basket. And they couldn't diagram a a play. That's what you want to see with any of these players. How do you do when you have to do something? Not, And it goes back to, I want to see the adversity. What, What happens after the interception? What happens after a fumble? What do you do the next series? That tells me more about a quarterback than... And he threw three touchdown passes, and, uh, you know, he he was uh, 18 of 24. Okay. But if you have somebody who throws an interception, what happens after that? What's the next drive like? Uh, You get down on yourself. Uh, You have a couple incompletions. Whatever. You get sacked a couple of times. That's That's the position. That's the reality of all of this. What happens when something bad goes wrong, and then how do you respond after that? But... Mac Jones getting the start week one versus the Dolphins. Yeah, Seaton. Cam Newton's feeling a little deflated. (laughs) Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Yes, Bob. Mac Jones' last three games last year in college uh, against Florida, the SEC title game, which was a tight game, 52-46. Notre Dame in the first round of the playoffs. Ohio State, they handled both those teams. They were decent games. He threw 15 touchdowns and one pick in those last three games. Now, I don't know if it factors in, too, that you're starting a rookie quarterback, you host the Dolphins, you're at the Jets, you host the Saints, you host the Buccaneers. Then you're at the Texans. Then you host the Cowboys, you host the Jets. All right. You know, nothing really strenuous on the road, although you're playing quality opponents at home. You're still at home. Yeah, McLovin? That uh, Football Outsiders column, they had the Patriots had the projected easiest schedule in the NFL. Hmm. And the Bills actually right behind them because they get the Jets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so these they play the AFC South and the NFC South, and they get the Jets, and maybe the Dolphins are bad too. So, The FedEx Cup playoffs, final stop, the Tour Championship, one last chance for the PGA Tour's ultimate prize this weekend on NBC. And golf, certainly have a hard time with an encore performance after what happened this past weekend with Patrick Cantlay and uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, anything else I need to mention here, McLovin or Pauly? The poll question, are we going to stay with uh, with that? I think we need a Cam Newton poll. Uh, would you want him on your team? That kind of question. Uh, hmm. I think there are a lot of fan bases where I can think I would want to add Cam Newton. I can't imagine, given Ron Rivera's public stance on you know, vaccinations, with, you know, he's got a, a immune system compromised, he went through cancer, uh, he's been very vocal about his players getting vaccinated. Would Ron Rivera want to bring in Cam Newton to Washington? Had him in Carolina, but you know that might be one of those. If Ron is talking to him, saying Cam, 
I'm not going to entertain this until you get vaccinated. I don't know if it comes down to that, but it might. Yeah, Paul. And going back to what uh, Tom Curran was saying about Bill Belichick, it may not even be like, it, not even close to a political thing or a vaccination thing. Anything that doesn't jive with what the team is trying to do is a violation to the team. Anything that takes you out for a reason, maybe that's why Belichick maybe looked at it that way. The rules for unvaccinated players are not the same as those, it's for those that are vaccinated. But it's clear that COVID-19 is, uh, you know, it's not going to be avoided this year. And really, regardless of the vaccination status, because you just reduce your chances here, but the testing is different. Unvaccinated players and personnel must quarantine if contact tracing determines they are a close contact to a positive case, as was the case with uh, Carson Wentz. Vaccinated players and personnel do not. I don't know if that impacts Cam Newton. Would I be surprised? No. I mean, I can't. I can't be surprised now with Cam Newton being released and probably saying, if I'm not the starter, then release me, and maybe I get a chance to latch on with somebody else. Yes, Paul. I have one more poll question. You have to answer it instantaneously. Okay, yes. Save it or not save it? Uh, is that the question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that great. Okay. Should I save it or should I do it now? No, do it now. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. If, all, if we've seen all his best work, is Cam Newton no. going to the Hall of Fame? Hard no. Yeah. Three-time uh, Pro Bowler, league MVP, has not been to a Pro Bowl since that year, 2015. Yeah. I don't think he has the numbers. He's got the rushing touchdown numbers. He's got 32,000 yards on 190 touchdowns passing, and then you mix in his rushing yards. He's at, he's at 5,500. I thought he was two years away, two Pro Bowl years away from being a Hall of Famer. How many rushing touchdowns does he have? 70. Okay. That's good for a running back in their career. Yeah. Um, About 69 of those are one-yard runs <laughs> that were supposed to be the halfback and yeah. called an audible. Um, I, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, McLovin. I was about to say, you know who is throwing a party right now? The Patriots running back room. They oh, might actually they're... see the ball in the red zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We we take him all the way down to the one-yard line, and then Cam comes in and runs for a touchdown. And, it, and you get it because he's never stopped. He's gotten in on it pretty much every time he's ever tried to do that. Yeah, but Brady would always do that one-yard sneak, too. They're like, okay, Tom, go ahead. Get your sneak in there. Yeah, but Paul. Cam Newton has more rushing touchdowns in his career than O.J. Simpson. I mean, Hall of Famers, Thurman Thomas, Ricky Williams, Todd Gurley, Fred Taylor, Eddie George, all have fewer touchdowns in their career than Cam Newton. Mm, yeah, McLevin. Isn't there that narrative that Tom Brady is better quarterbacks, better at quarterback sneaks than anyone? Haven't we heard yes. that before? Is yeah. that true, or yeah. is he just being selfish? And Well, he's the most successful. Just the percentage of getting the first down. Nobody sneaks like Tom Brady sneaks. How many rushing touchdowns to you can't really say rushing touchdowns for Brady. His I mean, longest rushing touchdown is one yard. No, I'm just kidding. I'm checking. Because I I mean it's not a rushing touchdown. It's it's kind of a rushing touchdown. How many we'll take a break. See if you can uh, come up with how many over under twenty five tu- twenty touchdowns. 
I'm going to save it. Okay. We'll take a break. We're back after this. We'll check in in, uh, on the New Orleans Saints, and they're going to be able to host that game against the Packers. We'll get to your phone calls as well. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, prior to the break... How many rushing touchdowns does Tom Brady have? Cam Newton has 70. Is he adding to that total this year, having been released by the Patriots? All right, Paul. 
Brady in 21 season has, has rushed for 1,000 yards, which is about 50 yards a year. Yeah. He averages 1.6 yard per carry. Okay. In his career. All right. How many touchdowns does Tom Brady have? Who wants to try to guess? Dan, your guess is in. It is? Yeah, you said 25 before the break. Oh, no, I was saying, is there an over-under? It's 25, and that's what he got. 25 career rushing <laughs> touchdowns for Brady. I'm giving you this one fully. Okay. Tom has 25 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. His career-long rush is... Mm, is okay, over-under four yards. <laughs> when he was young, he had to run for his life a little bit. He ran for 22 yards. Uh, no, but a touchdown? That I don't know. I no, think it's a scramble. Yeah, I remember he ran for 22, but what, what's his longest touchdown run? It might be four yards. We're double-checking. You might have that right. Mm. Bless you, McLovin. We'll check in with the uh, Saints <laughs> coming up. Now I can hear. Isn't this supposed to be soundproof glass that's in between us? Or was your microphone on? Yeah, I was still talking. The, the oh, it picked up on Sorry your microphone. Sorry about that. Uh, Joel in Indiana. Hi, Joel. What's on your mind today? Hey, DB. Hi, Joel. Summer of uh, 68, 7 pounds, 13 ounces, pre-Espen baby. And I would think there would be at least a half a dozen uh, teams that would want Cam Newton just for his espionage and insight to the scheming and and the inside uh, play calling for the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, if you're Buffalo, well, they got Mitchell Trubisky. I would keep Mitchell Trubisky, then bring in Cam Newton. Yes, McLeod. Someone tweeted us the Jets should do exactly that. They have him in week two. Ooh. but And they need a backup. But Cam has to be willing to be a backup, and I don't think he is. He doesn't want to go to backing up Mac Jones to backing yes. up Zach Wilson. Yes. Like, there's no question who the quarterback is with the Jets. At least there was a little bit of a question with Mac Jones there. Uh, the uh, New Orleans Saints have picked their starting quarterback, Jameis Winston. Jeff Duncan covering the team. New Orleans Times Picayune sports columnist. Uh, let me start with that season opener, given the weather, and we still have some time here. Is there uh, contingency plans if the Saints can't host the Packers that opening weekend, Jeff? Yeah, Dan, they're working on that right now. I mean, the situation is so fluid, as you can imagine, in New Orleans. Uh, the power outage is catastrophic. The entire city is still out of power. And uh, so there's so many other priorities right now in the city beyond the football game. And we just talked to Sean Payton this morning. Uh, they look like the Saints are going to set up shop in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for at least the next month or so. And he mentioned that they've even looked into possibly playing their home games over in Dallas at AT&T Stadium. I think that's one of the ideas they're knocking around, but there's just so many moving parts here. Uh, they're trying to make roster cuts today and get players out of there. And they've got families, uh, members all in the hotel and they're going to have to move hotels. So it's a, uh, it's a crazy situation. Very unprecedented. Well, as you mentioned that they're masters at somehow finding a way to figure these things out. And, and so is this city. Uh, how is this city prepared now as opposed to previous hurricanes? Well, the $16 billion hurricane protection levy system certainly is the biggest difference. I mean, that withstood all the Ida floodwaters. I mean, that was really one of the great success stories of this storm. Unfortunately, the power outages have become a crisis. And uh, I don't know. I, I was asking some of my colleagues this morning, has a major American city ever been without power for two to three weeks. I don't know. We're trying to find that out. We certainly have become accustomed to these unprecedented uh, natural disaster situations. 
And and the Saints understand this from what they went through in Katrina. You can come back to play a football game, but what are the living conditions? Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any schools open. There's going to be no health care. Hospitals are already taxed with the COVID situation. Uh, there's no running water or power. Uh, you don't want to be in those conditions. And so Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis, the general manager, they've been through this a, a bunch of times. And I think they understand the best thing they can do is find a safe harbor somewhere else and operate from there. But Dallas is going to be the home away from home maybe for a month, and then they they may just commit to playing the uh, home games in Dallas? That's what it sounds like. They looked into Oxnard, California, Sean's experience with the Cowboys. Uh, that's where they have their training camp. We've been watching that on Hard Knocks. Uh, that's set up perfectly to house a football team. There's a hotel right there. It's just too far logistically for the Saints to travel. Their first four games are all on the East Coast of the United States, so it made no sense to fly back and forth to the West Coast. They looked at the Greenbrier, where they had training camp from 2014 to 2016 in West Virginia. There were some logistical issues there, so it just makes sense for them to set up shop. And who knows, this could work out better and they could get back quicker. So uh, for them, being close by in a short plane ride um, you know, is, certainly makes more sense right now. And I, and I have to say this, I mean, this is a huge – I know none of us are going to feel sorry for NFL owners. <laughs> They've got deep pockets. But this is an extraordinary expense for the Saints organization, having to put up family members and, and two to 300 people in, in a hotel for at least a month. How patient is Sean Payton going to be with Jameis Winston? That's a great question. I'm eager to see it. He insists, Dan, that his offense is more user-friendly, more quarterback-friendly, than the offenses Jameis Winston has played in in the past. We're going to find out. We're going to see if uh, Jameis can avoid those bad Jameis uh, mistakes. And it's not just the turnovers. It's it's sacks. He holds the ball much longer than Drew Brees did. And I think some of those things all of us are going to find out, including Sean Payton uh, in the season once they start operating against real NFL defenses. Is Taysom Hill the backup quarterback? Like what? What is his designation on the on the roster? Is he back to being just an all-purpose player? Is somebody else the backup quarterback? I think the way it'll play out is Taysom. If a long-term injury affected Jameis Winston, Taysom would be the starter. But in a game during the week when Taysom has been operating, uh, preparing to be the the jack of all trades gadget guy, he would not come into the game as the backup. It would probably be some whoever that is, is Ian Book or Trevor Simeon. We don't know yet who's going to be the backup. But then if it were long-term, Taysom would go back to, to leading the team the way he did last year. Jeff, thank you. I know you got a lot to write about and uh, certainly a lot to explore here over the next month. And uh, hopefully that city is uh, able to bounce back. Uh, it's resilient, but um, going through it again. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dan. appreciate it. That's Jeff Duncan, New Orleans Times-Picayune sports columnist. Yeah, the Dallas situation, going to be there for at least a month and then maybe playing your home games there. That's why I was curious, and I told Fritzy, I said, reach out to Jeff because I think that that opening weekend game against Green Bay is in jeopardy in New Orleans just because of the power outages. Yeah, McLevin. Is that a, just a major disadvantage if they did have to play in Dallas? Uh, that's a great home field advantage in New Orleans. I mean, getting fans back after not having fans and 
you know, if you're Jameis Winston, you want familiarity for him as he's going to start uh, for the Saints, and now you're you're coming in, you're gonna you're gonna succeed, Drew Brees. And I don't think they're a great team. I think they're a good team, and I guess it, it depends on Jameis Winston if they're going to be a great team. But I think that's still a very formidable team there. And if you look at the NFC, how many teams have a legitimate chance to win the NFC? You certainly have Tampa, Green Bay. You can look at three of those teams in the NFC West, but it feels like they're going to be knocking each other off. Um, Anybody in the NFC East? Washington? Well, if you could combine Dallas with Washington, <laughs> you would have a great team. Good idea. Yeah. But they that's a rivalry and they, they don't like it. But you'd it, have so. finally have a defense in Dallas yeah. line. Yeah. Um who else am I leaving out here? Uh, Falcons, no, Carolina. I guess I'd I guess I'd put in the Saints. But that I mean you probably have five teams right now. I don't know if there's a team that going to come out of nowhere. You know, you're going to go, wow, didn't see that happening. Like, is Minnesota capable of doing that? Yeah, Paul. With the NFC West, it's like you like them all, but you don't know if you love any of them. Yeah. Because they all, they all seem to be... You can make a case. You can make a case for all three being good enough to play in an NFC title game. And, and the Cardinals are going to knock off somebody. They'll play the spoiler role again. Yeah, McLevin. Cardinals have a 2015 All-Star team. They have, we're going to get to see J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, all these names we forgot are there. But nobody's talking about them as anything more than an 8 8 team. I haven't heard them predicted in the conversation. Well, they would be either 9-8 and eight or 8-9. Eight and nine, Well, that might not explain. Eight and eight. <laughs> yes, that's why they're not talking about them going 8-8. Eight and eight. They could be 8-8 eight and eight going into uh, their final game of the season. Um, it's just a tough, that's a tough division. You know, you expect the Rams to be good, the Niners and uh, and Seattle. Trey Lance is going to miss a week. He's got a, a chip, I guess, out of his finger. Uh, so, but he wasn't starting. What does that mean? A chip out of your finger? Um, did you get the chip official- bone? I think yeah, chip yeah. bone. Oh, yeah. By the way, they said it's no big deal. That sounds like a big deal for a quarterback, but they wouldn't say which finger it was. It's always like when they say, "Oh, it's minor surgery." It's not minor surgery to the person who has surgery. Having had surgeries, when they go, oh, yeah, that's a minor surgery, I go, they still put me under. Yeah, Paul. I got the article, and they the, the 49ers won't say whether it's his passing hand or not his passing hand. Doesn't it mean it is his passing hand? Yes. Because if it wasn't his passing <laughs> hand, they would trumpet that it's not his passing hand. Come on. Uh, we were uh, talking last hour about this, uh, this faux high school in Columbus, Ohio, Bishop Sycamore. And they played on national TV over the weekend on ESPN against uh, IMG Academy out of Orlando, which is a very real high school team. And then we started thinking about the sports hoaxes of all time. Now, this team isn't good. They didn't win a game last year, and they got blown out by IMG Academy. But when you think about Danny Almonte in the Little League World Series was dominating. He was a household name. Thought he was going to go from Little League World Series to the Yankees. Uh, Rosie Ruiz, she won the Boston Marathon. Uh, Manti Teo with uh, the Fighting Irish and his fake girlfriend. That that might be the wildest one of our career because 
that Manti Teo was the face of Notre Dame. They were playing well. They were back. They were in the national championship picture. He, a defensive player was the face of the team. And there was a story about his grandmother passing away and his girlfriend passing away and all these articles. And then I, Deadspin dropped that story one morning, and we all had to soak it in. But uh, go, go back and read that. But also, at, at one point, he knows it's not true. And Notre Dame knew it wasn't true. And then you're just kind of, let's hold on until, you know, the, the playoffs are over. Yeah, Paul. If you read the article, when he's sitting there at the Heisman ceremony, it's in question whether he knew he was being scammed or didn't know he's being scammed. And yeah. he's on national TV at the Heisman ceremony. Dang. And, and he, yeah, at one point he knew it. But then what do you say? He got catfished. Because this was one of those, oh, it's Notre Dame, and the media is going to fall. Oh my God, this story. Oh, let's. We're, we're, this uh, this is a thirty for no, not thirty for thirty. This is like a sequel to Rudy. They're, we're going to have the Manti Tail movie. Yeah, Todd. How could someone allow themselves to be catfished? How humiliating! How could that happen? To <laughs> it didn't happen to you. Not at that level, thankfully. I mean, it happened to you. It just didn't happen at that level. Jennifer Love Hewitt is still very much alive. She is. Yeah. But we thought that we were, uh, we had reached out to Jennifer Love Hewitt and we thought we were getting her on and Todd had some communication and uh, emails. And then I, I kept saying, Todd, she, she has nothing. She will have nothing to do with this show. Some she, agency, Wilshire Boulevard, Santa Monica, just sounded, had a, the address <laughs> had the right zip code and everything from this agent person. Oh, uh, yeah, boy. There's a, a Nevada high school football player about a decade ago, and he uh, was a decent high school football player. He's a big offensive lineman. And he held a, like a, you know, the ceremony where you have the three hats at the high school. Yeah. I'm not going to give out this kid's name because I'm sure he wants to move on from this, but he was a, a decent high school football player. He decided to have one of those ceremonies in his high school gym that local <laughs> reporters came, and he put three hats out like uh, UCLA, Cal, and Oregon. And he goes, I've decided to take my talents to Cal. And he put the hat on, the whole high school goes crazy. Unfortunately, he was not being recruited by Cal, USC, UCLA, or any other school. <laughs> he made up the whole thing. He was not being recruited by anybody, but he did the whole ceremony in front of his whole school. Talked to the local press. Now, he claimed that he was duped into believing he was being recruited to play in the Pac-10. Uh -huh. and, and then I guess he admitted that uh, he made up the whole story. When you see <laughs> him put on the hat... And, and, and the, the gymnasium is packed. And he puts it on, and then he stands up. Now, he looks like he's a pretty good-sized kid, but uh, he, he stands up, and people are celebrating. <laughs> so if this was a scam by him, what was his plan for the next day? I don't know what happens when, hey, I thought you were uh, playing college football. It didn't work out? Like, what do you say? Do you then have to go to Cal? Walk on. I don't even know if he could get into Cal. What happened about with that Spanish Paralympic basketball team scandal? Okay, so in the 2000 Olympics, Paralympics, a team from Spain, the majority of the players on their team were not in any way eligible to be in the Paralympics. They were, they were not eligible. And they scammed the team, and they put normal athletes in the, in the wheelchairs. And uh, some officials with the team, they won, and the, the problem was they won the gold medal. But they weren't 
They weren't Paralympians. Okay. Whatever phrase you want to use, they were not eligible to play in the Paralympics. And they, the whole basketball, you know, the wheelchair basketball team was ineligible. And they scammed people, and they won the gold, and, and then it came out that they were not Paralympians. Yes, Todd. Is there a worse type of cheating than that? <laughs> it cannot be a worse story. They're pretending that you need to be in a wheelchair or that you're a paraplegic to win a medal. Are you kidding me? <laughs> disgusted by that. That's right. Really, I can't. Todd summed it up. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we bring up something from 21 years ago. That's the wheelhouse. And, and Todd is, Todd is. That's, just, I'm outraged. Just get your outrage Two decades now. later. Yes. This is, my blood is boiling right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is Finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 